You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. I have no idea what we're talking about, by the way. But. Uh, it's GameScoop. We're talking about games and probably a bunch of relationship stuff. <laughs> a boner jam here. Okay. More we have something. Than... We only have one topic this week, Charles. It's a very important topic. Okay. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. With me this week is Greg Miller. Hey! Charles Onyet is here. Hello. After a long hiatus from uh, GameScoop. I guess that's true. The listeners have been asking about you. Oh, hi, listeners. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and Craig Harris is here. Hello. Craig Harris. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a very special episode of GameScoop. Oh, no. This is the one where we say goodbye to Craig Harris. Uh, let's put it on, Craig. <laughs> the last scoop you'll ever wear. It- what? what? See, that's a Men in Black one. <laughs> I revamped the Men in Black quote for this game scoop. That's pretty good. There you go. Yeah. So, Craig, you're leaving. Uh, I'm leaving. That's sad. Very sad. This is going to be a tough one to get through. I know. Uh, uh, by the end of this episode. Well, anyway. Uh, what's in the box? Uh, this is a gift. This is our parting gift for Craig Harris. Oh, no. And it's going to let. It, it's interesting because it's our gift. Be careful with it. I don't know. If, don't rotate it all around. You guys are so nice. You got them <laughs> well, a UPS box. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. So this thoughtful. is actually from. No, it's, it's from, to. It's from the yeah, receptionist. Yes. Yeah, okay. No, hold on. You're exaggerating things here. You're, you're, what? You're, t- you're talking out your ass. It as says. Usual. It, it, oh, it says receptionist yes, right there. This is from my mother to me. Okay. I, needed, I needed a contact who could do this for me. Okay. So I've reached out to her and she's doing this for me. So you go ahead and open your all package. Right, I will open and it. And it's the best part about this is it's going to allow us to break a cardinal rule of GameScoop. You can Which, use your phone? 
Oh, that too. I'm breaking, <laughs> I'm breaking two rules. I'm, I'm videotaping this. I'm, I'm oh, making okay. a little video here of Craig opening his thing. No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Is it a smaller UPS box? <laughs> no. It is Man. a smaller box. You can smell it. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for this. This is great. I had my mom from wow. Chicago overnight us Dunkin' Donuts. Because <laughs> Craig this Harris is, is a man who loves a Dunkin' Donuts. I am from the East Coast where Dunkin' Donuts is all over the place. They're more abundant than, mm. in, uh, than Starbucks out there. Yeah. And uh, even though, you know, I mean, quality-wise, isn't amazing. It's just that's home. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Dunkin' Donuts is all about home. Listeners so. may be surprised. There is not a Dunkin' Donuts in San Francisco. Not at all. And yeah. there's not, not a one in uh, California at all. Oh, okay. far no, none know. in California. I actually had no idea about that. I did not realize that was true. <laughs> isn't that bizarre? <laughs> that that's is why Greg amazing. and I are going to open a franchise here. We're yeah, gonna, we're, we're, we're looking into this. Yeah. This, is, yeah. this is quite... I knew, I, I, knew, I, knew oh, I needed to do something special. This is great. It's all taped up. Yeah, yeah. sorry. It's going to be hard to get through. But you it's, can do it. It's no Tim Hortons, though. Just saying. Jeez, Charles. Sorry. Nice. Sorry. Mama Miller did good. She did nice. Good. Look at uh, that. You need to save one oh, chocolate you, one. You thought of everything. You brought napkins. Yep. Yes. You need to th- and I brought enough so I can cry later. <laughs> I am. Because I'm oh. sure I won't cry. Uh, I... Save one of these for Steimer. Okay, Chocolate cool. with sprinkles yeah, I need. It was sprinkles. a special request. I'm amazed that the, the scent didn't come through the box I, I was walking and I could smell them and I was like, really? oh, i got to keep these away from Craig's desk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need him smelling them. That is awesome. It might not be anything special to the listeners because they probably see Dunkin' Donuts all over the place, but we yeah. haven't. I haven't seen the Dunkin' Donuts. Well, I mean, I go back home a lot, so I yeah. see it whenever I go home. But yeah, to have it in on the in West Coast is crazy. Do, do you make trips to Dunkin' Donuts when you're, when I do. you're home? Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's where I go for my iced coffees because you get bigger ones at uh, Dunkin' Donuts than you do at uh, Could not at overnight the iced coffee. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I get a dun- donut along Give with me a it. Oh, man, that, that is awesome. Oh, this is good. This is going to be a good photo. Three, two, one. So, yeah, listeners, we don't usually eat on GameScoop, but we're yes. going to make an exception today. Okay. So, well, Craig, no, I don't I, want to take your donut. I oh, feel I'm bad. Taking, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> these, these, they're not all for these, Craig. These are perishable. For they will not last, even though they're probably full of a lot of preservatives. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I don't think there's anything authentic I about this. Wait, did I take one the forbidden one? Is this, one. Is no, this no, 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 no. The, for, the forbidden donut? The chocolate one with sprinkles is the okay. only one that's uh, forbidden. Or, and that just We need to save one. This one is, I think, the cake one that they... It's like a thicker one. I'll be with Stammer on this. You got the same it. one, then save that last one. Well, right, Craig, guys. Greg, thank you very much. Thank you yeah, the, so much. The donut. Mama so. Miller came through. Cheers. She did. Even though her last name's oh, yes. <laughs> Cheers. 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 More than a decade of IGN service. That is awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, Craig, it's not just us that's going to miss you. The listener is going to miss you a lot, too. Really? They have written in to let us know. Ants, ants. The donuts are filled with ants. That was the secret ingredient. Live ants. They hold up after a day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're stinging. Yeah, she, well, she got them last night at 5 o'clock. So. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so they're, not, they're not even a day old. That is great. Uh, this listener wants you to butcher their name, Greg. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see that happen. This is Sasa. Sasa has a question. What? He's writing from the Temple of Doom. <laughs> How many X's were in that name? It's a S-Y-S-A. Oh, okay. Sasa wants to hear uh, the, the Craig Harris song. So there was a, a song, one of our Russian listeners wrote in, I think this is a couple of years ago now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, recorded a song all about Craig Harris mm-hmm. and how super cool he is. Uh, we, played it, we, haven't, we played it originally on episode 77, apparently, and then we played it again on episode 100, Saisa reminds us. So. Wow. Anyway, here is the song, uh, what's the name of the song? I don't remember, Craig Harris. I thought it was uh, Craig Harris Rock Block Four Boys and Girls. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here, here's the official Craig Harris theme song. Craig Harris loves the weed. Craig Harris doesn't have to be. 
Jarvis Gregg is the name of our friend who keeps track of how many episodes you, everyone appears on. Wow. So, and he's got it. This is up to date uh, as of last week. So, as of last week, Craig, you had appeared on 91 episodes of GameScoop. So, this will be wow, your 90, really? 92nd episode. Damn. You're in well, still didn't make 100. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> You're in third place after Greg and then myself. Check that out. Uh, so we have the updated uh, rankings here. We'll we'll put them up on the wall. Ryan Clements is always very. Yeah, where is Ryan Clements now? Uh, he's, he's, he's he's ahead of Jeff Haynes, right? That was his big thing he wanted. Wow, he's way down on the list. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That was his <laughs> it's one a good goal. He's been on, he's only been on eight episodes. And uh, who was he trying to beat? Jeff Haynes. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jeff Haynes I see was on Jeff a bunch? Haynes on there. Oh yeah, so he's beating Jeff Haynes. Now. Okay. Okay. Congratulations, so, Ryan Clements. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Thank you, Glenn Jarvis. We will update the uh, list on the on the wall of the podcast room here. Uh, we have we have a listener named, by the name of Matt Jones. I've heard of him. He's yeah. a super fan. <clears throat> Overlord he, of the super fans. He wrote in with a tribute to Craig Harris here. He says he's still in the denial stage of Craig Harris leaving. <laughs> As uh, am I. He says it's difficult to really explain how much I'm going to miss him from IGN and from GameScoop. What's interesting and special about all of this is that people usually leave jobs all the time, but it doesn't really affect those outside of their colleagues. Craig, leaving IGN is like a little piece of me that knows and loves IGN is leaving. It's a selfish disappointment because you never want to let that person go, but you know it has to be. I'm going to miss Craig for his even-keeled approach to almost everything. Craig never <laughs> ran too hot or too cold. <laughs> but that doesn't mean he wasn't entertaining. He was always super informative, a, a voice of reason in a crazy world, and really gave some of the most sound analysis on games and gaming that I know. Craig may not be gone, but he will be missed, most definitely. The Scoop community will mourn his departure, but it's like the mother bird watching the baby fly away for the first time, <laughs> with pride and joy and the best wishes for future travels. Enjoy a hearty Scoop this week, and get Panda for the good of all Scoopers Oh, I'm everywhere. getting Panda. We are going to be in bad oh, way. Man. We will be in a bad oh. way tonight. <laughs> Is this already being predicted? That oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you coming? You're Charles? Are you going to be in a bad way tonight? Oh, it's happening. Oh, that's oh, nice. It's, is it happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as uh, work's done here at IGN today, we're walking over next door to 21st Amendment. Taking over the balcony. Nice. Yeah, celebrating Craig and also Eric Brudvig's uh, yes. departure at last days today. Uh, so yeah, we will be getting well panda. Mucho panda. This is Carlo Albino. <laughs> you poor bastard. Since <laughs> <laughs> so I've been listening to GameScoop for a while now, but I've never written in before. When I learned on this week's Nintendo Voice Chat that Craig was leaving IGN, I was surprised. I never thought the day would ever arrive. Hopefully Craig is on this week's episode, because I would like him to tell us his games of the year. Can you have me on this episode? I mean, that would be fantastic. I don't think we've got room for you this week, actually. <laughs> no, uh, he wants to know your games of the year. My games of the year, I guess they won't count since I won't be part of the vote. But I had a lot of fun playing Limbo on the Xbox Live. Mm. I have not played uh, uh, Pac-Man Championship Edition DX. So I'm saving that for when I'm actually when I actually have time to play. Mm-hmm. So I can't vote for that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Mario Galaxy 2, obviously, you have to play that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I just reviewed Donkey Kong Country Revi- uh, Returns. 
Outstanding game, super hard. If you want to play the hardest game you're going you're gonna to see this year, this is the one, seriously. So it's the opposite of Kirby's Epic Yarn. It's the polar opposite, total polar opposite. It's like Kirby was fun but and beautiful, but super easy. You can probably just blow through, blow through that game. But this game, it took, took me an entire weekend just to get to the end boss, and then I had to fight that thing for about an hour. Is um, it a really long game, too? Or it's, just... it's, a, it's a standard Nintendo 8-world bunch of levels within those eight worlds uh and then and then solid boss battles that are i mean the standard you know three hit whatever but you're uh, saying there's time trials right there like, really oh my god i'm even talking to people at nintendo who haven't even finished those time trials yet they're tough because they're super the, the levels themselves are just insane and then you gotta do the time trials basically run through those levels as fast as you possibly can without taking damage and that's just impossible so if you want something that's going to kick your ass this is the game um, but I haven't really played a whole lot of games that you guys are like Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, haven't really sat down and played that game yet. Um, didn't really get into Mass Effect Two too much. Well, you, see, those, you, yeah. those, aren't, those <laughs> aren't your speed. But those are, exactly yeah, those are the games, games that you guys. Know. <laughs> Craig has always said yeah. he doesn't like long games, and those so. are the games that you guys are going to be voting in for like games of the year. And I, I mean, I totally respect that. I just haven't played those that much. Uh, Carlo Albino also wonders. Perhaps Craig can regale us with a tale from Babbage's. <laughs> One last time. Uh, Did I actually talk about Babbage's that much in in Game Scoop? Yeah, it pops up once in a while here, but it's an NBC thing. I know, and and, and Bromley's the one that's bringing it up all the yeah, yeah. time. Give uh, us a good one. What's your best one? I don't know. Not, I, and I don't want to hear about returns. You you talk about people returning. Yeah, stuff I think well, I, the only thing that really comes to mind right. I mean, I haven't prepared for this. I didn't think you were going to dedicate an entire Put podcast. Put me on the spot here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I just remember, uh, you know, one of our we had a, a guy that would come in. His name was Robert Palmer. Uh, <laughs> wow, name drop. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't part of the the. Uh, what's the band that he was in? Uh, Robert Palmer, the guy that he would dance, and the girls <laughs> behind him would dance. What's his name? Um, uh, Addicted to Love. What's his name? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Whatever, but what's the band that he was in? Wasn't uh, it just Power. I thought it wasn't just Robert Palmer. Yeah, I maybe it's like yeah, he yeah, was with sorry. a couple of the people from Duran Duran too. But then it was also uh, it reminds me of. But it uh, wasn't him. No, it wasn't. Okay, it wasn't him coming into Babbage's. No. Okay. No. But how did you know this guy's name though? Because he was a return abuser. I couldn't really talk about the whole uh, returns thing because Greg told me not to. Greg, <laughs> he was like Craig have his day. Listen, I've put up with Craig for ninety some episodes. <laughs> but yeah, he's the top of the list. Robert Palmer. So we have, I can still see his face. So we have lots of great Sharktopus artwork mm-hmm. that people send in. Craig has always been a fan. He always wants to see more of the shark with the octopus head. Yes. Uh-huh. And Ben, Ben here wrote in. Uh, or with this uh, nice little piece oh, of that. Oh, that's cool. I like yeah. that. Because this one, so we got the shark yeah. with the octopus head, and we've got the IGN logo in there, yeah. too. I didn't realize the IGN logo was a uh, aquatic creature. <laughs> I don't know how it propels itself. It has, well, it's, you know, not, not as good buoyancy for that. What I enjoy logo. about this one, you know, shark or uh, octopus head on the shark body, this is the first one I think we've ever gotten where the, the, the shark octopus isn't begging to be put down. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't look miserable. Come on. That, is, that looks, the, the one that's up on the wall, Already looks pretty badass. That looks Come like on. Cthulhu just ate, like, <laughs> has some terrible indigestion or something. But that one very, very cartoony. I think is very fitting. Yeah, yeah. I like that. The bin will definitely be putting that yeah. one on the wall. Mm. Mm. This is uh, Rick Van Etten from the Netherlands. Whoa. Big Craig fan from the wow. Netherlands he says, "Have to say, I'm really going to miss you, Craig. Really feels like the end of an era. I've been listening to the IGN podcast series since 2006, <laughs> since back when they would start with Tal saying, welcome to IGN's <laughs> podcast <laughs> series. <laughs> IGN, they better. That's what you're saying. <laughs> they had a better intro. <laughs> For sure. 
I really feel like I got to know you over the years. I was always delighted to hear your voice on the podcast, talking about Nintendo with a passion. If you and Greg were on the same podcast, you knew it was going to be hilarious. Farewell, Craig. Just know that the IGN readers and listeners will miss you very much. Wish the very best for you in the future. Thank you. This is Mike. He says, I was extremely upset to find out Craig was leaving. GameSweep is my favorite thing on the internet. But anyway, I feel that GameSweep will never be the same without Craig. I'm a big Nintendo fan. I feel no one else cares about Nintendo like Craig does. Anyway, I just wanted to write in to say goodbye to Craig. Wish him luck wherever he finds himself next. Goodbye, and thank you. James Chin uh, is from Sydney, Australia. Oi! He has a message for Craig. Oi, Craig, right. you going to do anything to me? Eating everything in Spot on. That's very accurate, yeah. Uh, he says, ever since I began reading IGN way back when, I've been an avid reader of Craig's work. He has never ceased to impress me with his ability to articulate facts and his experiences in an entertaining and highly informed manner. Wow. Are you sure you got the right person there? There's something special about the guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> when I think IGN, I definitely think of Craig. Maybe it's articles, maybe it's that he's such a recognizable figure. Seriously tall, imposing, cranky, bald. <laughs> These are all descriptions of Craig. I think it's like adjectives in <laughs> Maybe it's because he's been a part of so many facets of the site that I continue to enjoy. Running jokes such as I'm just one guy, right. Floradora, and even Craigway continue to be iconic parts of IGN's culture, and Craig's been a part of all of them. The best memory I have of Craig is actually from GameScoop, episode 64. IGN's 10th anniversary was celebrated. Craig, Tal, Pear, Matt, and Fran recounted wow. the Craig in Japan story. Oh, yeah. I was laughing my head off. <laughs> Not only at the story itself, but also that Craig would periodically jump from crankily trying to defend himself to continuing to tell the story. <laughs> Even though I wasn't there with you guys in Japan or in the podcast room hearing the story, here in Australia I was entertained and immersed in a great story that made me feel as if we were all friends. Can, do, we, do we need to remind people of how drunk you were? That- uh, I was so drunk that I dropped my pants in Tokyo Station mm-hmm. when the train was coming, <laughs> as in like letting out a lot of people, and Fran was trying to skillfully get my pants Ooh. back up around my waist. <laughs> <What? laughs> <laughs> but wait, was was the pant drop? Was that on purpose or was no, that just no, accidental? No, no, no. I just lost actually, a bunch of weight. Yeah, right? I lost, well, I lost weight, and you know, and I had pants that were kind of bigger than than they should have been. And then okay. just walking, and as you're drunk, you kind of know things are happening, but uh, but you just Something like you're just gonna let it happen. So <laughs> you don't realize you can actually interact yeah, with exactly. it. To fix it. It's gonna happen, and so I just kind of stood there and then just went, whoop. I didn't like kind of hold them up or yeah, anything yeah, like that, yeah. and I just like sat there with a big old grin on my face. And, <laughs> I was That's that drunk. Part. Oh my god! I, I was probably the drunkest I ever got. It was until that. tonight. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> my liver's ready for it this time. Good, good. Craig was uh, very important in the development of Floridora. He, he was the yeah. If, <laughs> was, if it wasn't for Craig, there'd be no Floridora. I was true. the prop for the yeah, pro Florida. Yeah, you Floridored something that, first. You were the first to be Floridored. Yeah. So Griffin Welshens writes in with a uh, uh, good little anecdote about Floridora. He's here. He says, uh, long-time listener, first-time writer. My name is Griffin from Minnesota. would like to tell you about my brother Garrett's 21st birthday. A couple of weeks before his birthday, I was listening to the Costume Quest edition of GameScoop when I thought of the perfect birthday present for my brother, a Floridora. My brother is a long-time listener, introduced me to the hilarious and amazing podcast. So after finishing the podcast, I printed off the ingredients of a Floridora and proceeded to gather the ingredients as, as his birthday neared. When his birthday finally dawned, I arrived to my brother's college, proceeded up to his dorm room, and gave him his gift. Kicked in the door. <laughs> my brother was thrilled when he opened his gift, and we proceeded to make Floridoras. The Floridora was my brother's first legal drink and should be tried for all, but for they are absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> they are good. It's true. You know, I don't think I've ever had a Floridora. Oh, come on. Come on. No, come on, no I mean, I haven't. 
Looks like someone's going to have to go to the bar and make them. <sighs> yeah, I don't know if the 21st Amendment is the place <laughs> This is Jonathan. Jonathan Broden. You believe that? Did they forget the I don't H? believe it. Is no. it hyphenated? <laughs> How does it uh, spell Jonathan? J-O-N-A-T-A-N. So he's he's not Jonathan, he's Jonathan. Yeah. Dropping a Jonathan on you. <laughs> this thing weighs good. a Jonathan. It's not good. He says, I'm a long-time listener right? of IGN Podcast. Right? You unit of measurement now. <laughs> um. <laughs> I've been I've been listening since episode 27. That is partly why I was sad to hear that Mr. Craig Harris is moving on. He was there from the beginning. How old is he now? What? He, he says he's oh, been listening since, since episode okay, okay, 27. Okay, since he was 27. Yeah. Hey, Damon, how many Jonathans can you lift? <laughs> <laughs> I know that it is a part of life for people to start and leave jobs, but it is still sad to have such a well-known voice disappear from IGN. I have one last question for Mr. Harris. All right. What has been the best thing about working... At IGN. Ah, I mean, that's the, the thing is you get to play video games for, for a living. And I mean, you know, my, my, my duties have changed since, you know, starting just doing Saturn games. But uh, you still get a chance to just sit down, play games for money and for, you know, a, a good uh, – just a good living. So, yes, that's, that's pretty much the best thing I take away from it is the, the ability to, to, to get paid for my, my, my hobby. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. It's, it's a pretty, pretty nice game. Yeah. And then, of course, meeting all you oh, guys. Oh, yeah, and hanging out with you guys every day. That's pretty cool. <laughs> the fun is back. Oh, yes, sirree. It's the 2600 from Atari. It's the video system with classics galore. From Space Invaders to cars that roar. A real hip joystick controls the screen. Solaris is hot and Midnight Magic's mean. And one more thing, it's got a special low price. Under 50 bucks. 50 bucks? Now, isn't that nice? The fun is back. James Newman writes in. He says, I know you enjoy hearing the interesting ways your fans listen to GameScoop. Here's how I do it. I listen to the week's scoops as I deliver the Mustang Daily, the, news, the newspaper of Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, just a few hours south from you all in the city. We're the only university in the nation whose daily paper is entirely run by students, from ad design and story investigation to printing and delivery. A fact that all of those involved are quite proud of. Anyway... Delivery of the paper entails me driving my little Ford Focus around campus at midnight, packed full with hundreds of issues of the paper, with basically a license to joyride. Stop signs, speed limits, and one-way streets are completely optional. Game that Scoop- doesn't sound right. Wait, no. <laughs> no, I, how does that work? I was following that. How does that okay. work? GameScoop right. is the perfect companion to keep me entertained as I weave in and out between buildings and being hassled by the occasional campus PD bike cop. <laughs> Thank you all for providing me with massive lols on some of those long nights. No, I, so I delivered the campus mail when I was in college, and I, we had a little truck that we drove around, and we could drive, we could drive up on the lawns. We could, yeah. So wait, truck as in a legitimate street-worthy truck? Yeah. Not like a go-kart or anything like no, that? No, 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 like, no. Okay. Yeah. And we, were, we basically had license to just go wherever we wanted on campus. It was fun. Well, that's different. You're, you were in Kansas. So you just wrote... <laughs> you just you just wrote whatever letter Stop you're trying to made it to yeah, no, I, gotta, I gotta send Charles a letter. So you write it on the side of a pig and you put it in the truck and you just get there and you let it down and it runs to Charles. I thought you just sort of pointed the pig in the direction and kicked it and then hopefully it, it got there. It would take a while. Go get Charles, girl. <laughs> it's true. Uh, David Savage. Uh, he Good wants name. to know, how excited is Greg for Naughty Bear 2? I'm not. Well, you know, let's not say <laughs> There's that. actually a sequel? Yeah, they, they, they greenlit the sequel. Wow. It's not that I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see. Me and Colin always talk about this, and it's a, it was a decent idea. You know, you're in this fairy tale world or whatever, the storybook world, and you get to run around and kill bears. Why not? I'm exci- What I'm excited for is when they take they come to IGN to show the, the game. Oh, my God. And I, I could just sit in a room with them and see how they want to handle this situation. Yeah. So do you yeah. think they're going to take your criticisms to, 
to heart when they make the sequel. I would hope so, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like I was alone. It's not like yeah. everybody else is like, oh, this game's fun. Yeah. No, everybody thought the game sucked. Yeah, why make a sequel to that game? Uh-huh. It's amazing. This did, is, did it sell really well? I mean, it I, couldn't have. I think it, it did sell kind of good. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know, man. Kind of well. It probably did more than they wanted. They thought it would. Yeah. <laughs> so, more than we wanted to. <laughs> we just wanted to move on. <laughs> now we have to make a sequel. <laughs> this is Thomas Kimster. Uh, he says, please use my real name. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Good thing you did. Here's a question for Greg. Yeah. Have you listened to Taylor Swift's new album, Speak Now? I have. What do you think of it? I like it quite a bit. I'm still in that uh, honeymoon era where uh, you know, like, I'll walk to work or whatever and listen to it, and I only so I only know I know the first like half of the album really well, and then the back stuff I don't get to usually because I get to work and stop it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think there's some phenomenal tracks in there. I like Speak Now. The title track is very very good. <laughs> it's something you wouldn't normally hear. It's it's got a it's yeah? interesting yeah. Uh-huh. It's got an interesting beat too. I'm sure Damon's heard it all before. <laughs> well, I know it, yeah. <laughs> he says, "What is the rest of the crew's opinion on Taylor Swift?" It's not my bag. No, but. she's the one that got interrupted by Kanye, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I don't listen to her. Yeah. But do you think she's bad? Do you? I mean, do you? I do not think she's bad. Okay. No, it's just not my thing. That's fine. I can. I, can. Yeah, I, I haven't actually listened to really much for uh, music. Here, I'll, I, sp- I'll, sp- I'll kick on the first thirty seconds. <laughs> I mean, I think I've heard like the more the more popular stuff, but I'm not really familiar like what her style is. It's country. country yeah, it's, pop. it's yeah, new country. But it, it's pop, it's pop country, to. not like hardcore country no. type stuff. No, yeah. no, it's not like Merle Haggard. She doesn't look like hard, a hardcore type person. <laughs> I don't think she really drinks that much whiskey. <laughs> well, Oh, no. This is Speak Now. Yeah, I don't oh, yeah. think I would listen to this. <laughs> She's talking about ruining a wedding. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, wait, how'd I turn off? All right, this is... I think you, you throw it against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> this is Zach Viviano. Zach Viviano. Ezio. Says, I love... I love the podcast. I'm a somewhat new listener, but from what I have heard so far, my only regret is that I didn't subscribe to GameScoop sooner. Anyway, my question is actually aimed towards Greg Miller. Man, this I'm good. This Craig episode is going well. <laughs> I understand that you and I have something in common. Oh god. While I now currently go to one of the best colleges in the country, I believe you also attended Mizzou at one point in your life. This is my first year in college. While I do love it here, the parties are epic and the women are gorgeous. Word. I have found one thing is missing. There is no gaming club. I'm not able to – I am able to – I'm sorry. I am able to feed the frat boy in me with all the parties and women, but the gamer side of me is, is, being, is not being nurtured. I can't seem to find people like you that share my same love of everything that is gaming. So I was wondering if you have any advice about how to seek out these people. Yeah, maybe. you can find Zach Fleeman. He goes there. <laughs> uh, I got a picture on the wall from the Mizzou homecoming game. Uh-huh. Uh, I know that uh, – I blanked on his last name. Craig is there. Not, not our Craig. Another Craig. He's there. Uh, there's a whole bunch of kids there that listen to GameScoop and are really big IGN users. So it would be easy to, enough to find them through, I guess – Well, so he says, P.S. here. If this is read during the podcast, any listeners that go to Mizzou should contact me on Facebook. So this is Zach Viviano. <laughs> Zach, Z-A-C-H, Viviano. Obviously, uh, the, yeah. the common spelling. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, seeing it yeah. that way. Uh, there's also well, not enough still around. Slackers will be a good place. That's an independent mom and papa video game store you could go to. Mm. Meet some kids there. So Charles, you're still you. you're still working on that Dunkin' Donuts. Not as good as Tim Hortons, huh? Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Here we no. go. Tell Hold me on. about it. The fact that the donut is sitting in front of me is not a representation of my dislike for the donut. <laughs> I, I very much enjoyed the first bite of the donut. Okay. It's just I didn't. If if I start eating it, then I'm gonna start making munching sounds. It's Yeah, it's it's gonna sound like it's it's gonna be cow like through okay. the. Um, yeah, through the the sound. So I, my donut was very good. Yeah, I I, I nommed all yeah, of it. I destroyed it. I'm going to eat That's another good. one. Yeah, there's going to be massive omnomming happening <laughs> after the recording. But <laughs> I just, oh, yeah. This is Tom Ratliff. 
It says, I'm sure you guys get tired of being asked the same questions. Like, what game should I buy for my new console? How do I get into games journalism? So I've thought together, I've thrown together some new questions that I would like to know. I'm sure you guys will have fun answering. Number one, what is your favorite pizza topping? Ah, uh, that's a tough I one. Always, I always so, put mushrooms on mine, really? but uh, I will say that I like sausage, but only uh, it's kind of the shredded kind that they serve on the East Coast. They oh. know they, they, it's like the shredded kind of gets the oil kind of going. Uh, that's gets the, the oil yeah. going. So it's it's the sausage, but not the kind of the rat turd looking ones. It's the it's the shredded kind. No, I agree with that. I agree okay. with that 100. Wow. I mean, I just go with pepperoni. I mean, that's that's your, that's, your, yeah. that's standard topping. I got off pepperoni. I'm off the pepperoni kick. Uh, I enjoy uh, lately. I've been on a buffalo chicken pizza kick. Nice. And, uh, it's so good. But if I just had one topping, I guess uh, sausage. Yeah, I'd go sausage. So when I when I my pizza thing is that I just don't like any vegetables on my pizza. Yeah. Or whatever. I like vegetables in other dishes, yeah. but when it comes to pizza, I don't want any vegetables on it. I only want meat, but I don't care what meat it is. You don't like olives? No, I don't I mean, want any anything. sort of vegetable okay. on my pizza. And if I can wow. dial it back, if, if if I had one pizza to eat the rest of my life, it would be uh, turkey on my pizza turkey. on a wheat crust from Shakespeare's in Columbia. Turkey? Yeah. Yep. Well, and I, I guess I should say, like, and not just any pepperoni. Like, my, my favorite kind of pepperoni would not be, like, because, you know, sometimes you get the tiny little they pepperonis. They kind of bowl up. They kinda, yeah, yeah, exactly. They get crusty and bowl up. But I, I like the, the larger ones, I guess, and it has to be cooked so that the, the edges are just slightly charred a mm-hmm. little bit um, so that it's crispy. Do you send it back if it doesn't come off? <laughs> I actually, I don't know. Not only do Take I send it back, away. I throw it directly in their face. <laughs> you call this pepperoni pizza? Yes. I'm Mr. Slime, goddammit. <laughs> I don't, I don't say that, but yes, it is, it is thrown. It is thrown in their face. There's usually an ambulance involved. Question number two: If you could make a first-party exclusive game multi-platform, what would it be? Uncharted. Uh, Uncharted is a good one. I've always wanted to play Mario Galaxy with dual analog sticks, really? so that's the game I, I would love to play that on 360. Uh, Kotor. <laughs> Bring me Kotor. Is that on PC too? Mm-hmm. You just want you just want it on PS3. Yeah, or I mean, just to a wider audience, you know what I mean? Yeah, like Posentown, my best friend. He's he. We have it there for Xbox, and he's talking about buying a 360 just to be able to play those games. I'm like, why don't you just buy an original Xbox and play those? You games? know what? Goldeneye would be a fantastic one, I think, because yeah. you know it's great on Wii, but if you had more power behind that thing, I think it would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, you know, on the on the next gen yeah. consoles. Paper Mario, yeah. Super Paper Mario. Uh, well, I mean, one one exclusive uh, that I played this year that I I wish was on like 360 or something was like Monster Hunter for for Wii. I mean, oh, I yeah. think that game's like really cool, but mm-hmm. it could be it could just look so much better. And it looks it really looks, <laughs> yeah, it, looks it, does it does look, look nice good on Wii on yeah, the Wii. It does. Yeah, it looks really nice. Um, but yeah, I just I I'd really like to play that on, X, on Xbox. I'm very ups- I'm mad at uh, both Civ Five and StarCraft Two for not being available anywhere but PC. Well, StarCraft, I mean, and I know StarCraft I'd rather 64... Put up with it. I'd rather just put up with it on console and be able to play it. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't think they're going to do another StarCraft on console. I think <laughs> I that's, that's sticking on PC. Uh, question number three. If you were bitten by a zombie, would you want to be put down or find out what the other side is like? No, no, put down. Yeah. Really? Put down. Yeah. No, I want to live. Really? You're, you're, um, you're you're like, you would live. be living. Yeah, you would if, be going. Yeah, zomb- zombie, no. Vampire, yes. I would live as a vampire, yeah. werewolf. Yeah, werewolf and vampire, absolutely. Yeah, werewolf, you have no control over what's happening. Though. That's you're gonna not kill true. People. No, but I mean, if you exist for long enough as a werewolf, you should be able to figure out how to control yourself when you're in wolf form. Yeah, sure. I mean, you can't control the transformation, but ideally you would be able to become like exert your willpower. As Apparently opposed people to just... don't watch the Twilight movies. I mean, the guy can totally no, control yeah, himself. No, true. we're not that's 13-year-old true. girls. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
Greg, I want to go on record. If I turn into a zombie, I do not want to be put down. <laughs> oh, too okay? bad. You have no choice in the matter. What so, are you so, about? I, I, You're not I, even going to remember <laughs> so, like, wait, what's he's going gonna, on. He's, he wants to live in the shack like in, uh, in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yes, we, we'll yeah. just play too the game. we got to eradicate the virus. We can't have you walking around. I had to break the news to Christine the other day because we, were t- we watched Walking Dead. And she's like, you know, well, what, 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 what's your zombie plan? And I don't think she understood that I have a zombie plan for everything. <laughs> and she's like, well, you know, what happens to Portillo in this situation? I'm like, oh, I kill him. And she's like, you killed Priscilla? You love Priscilla? I'm like, yeah. He's going to bark. He barks at every noise. He's going to give me away. As soon as I, start, I make the decision that I have to hole up my apartment, I'm tossing Priscilla over the balcony. Wow. It's well, what's got to be done for wow. both of us. I, I don't mean, want him to live in a world like this, and I don't want to die because of him. Yeah, so, I mean, the problem with being a zombie isn't just that, I mean, I don't know if you maintain any control of, like, of yourself or anything like that, or if you even know what you're doing, but, like, if you lose a finger or if your leg gets damaged like there's nothing you can do about that it's just like well my leg fell off oh well i guess i don't have a leg for the rest of my existence like there's no rege- there's no regeneration there's no doctor to go well to you know uh zombie surgery and, and, and <laughs> limb reattachment is still in its very early it's a okay. very early science yeah. i guess i guess once that's de- developed a little yeah. bit i might i might reevaluate that position all right question number four i'm gonna put you down right now just in case <laughs> yeah that's right i said it what classic game would you like to see get the Bionic Commando or Sonic 4 makeover? Ghost House. Simon's Quest. <laughs> Simon's Quest. Oh, Castlevania. Uh, Castlevania 2 yeah. is... That was that, like, I love that Castlevania. I was so obsessed with that game. Yeah. I would love that to be like... Yeah, remade into something else. Absolutely. Although, I, I mean, I guess there have been a lot of, like, Metroidvania-style games, but mm-hmm. I want that specific game. <laughs> Battletoads. I will say Battletoads. Battletoads was impossible. I know. <laughs> That bike sequence in there that was a, game. There was a lot of like throwbacks to Battletoads in Donkey Kong Country. The, the, the amount of times I wanted to throw my controller against the wall. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it just like total trial and error stuff? Where <laughs> yeah. It's well, like I mean, you, you can, you can, if yeah, I mean, it's trial and error, but I think it's a little easier than Battletoads was, but uh, but not by much. I love the NES point-and-click games, uh, Shadowgate, Uninvited, and Deja Vu. Mm. I'd love to get just like another. Like, you know, those were simple little like, PC and Apple games before they were. I games. played them on I NES. Know, know. Uh, yeah, I would love to play a game like that again on a con- like console. Question number five, final question. Uh, it's what What was your most awkward interview? But I don't know. Has anyone had an awkward interview? Like where we are interviewing someone for work or we're being interviewed? This is, what he, this is all the information Inter- we have. Oh, oh in, uh, so interview for like an article or something like that maybe. Okay. Or maybe for a job? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about that. That was my first thing. Um, when, my, I, when, I, when I was uh, about to graduate college, I already had a, the Tribune job sewn up. So I knew I had somewhere to go, so I had a fallback. So I was really shooting for the moon, trying to get in the industry right away. And uh, if anybody knows Wizard, the comic magazine, they have another magazine published called Inquest. I don't know, I don't know if Inquest is still around. It's ba- lots of yeah, t- I know, yeah, tabletop games yeah. is what they really focus on, but they had a fledgling video game section, and they were looking for an editor for that. So I, call, I got to the interview portion of that, and I, they called me on my phone at the house I lived in on college for the interview – and I could not stop talking. Like it, I, there's only two times in my life where I've just been uh, no, known I'm blowing it yeah. and I can't stop talking. Yeah. And it was just a mile a minute. Oh, video games. Nice little product. I just like, like I wouldn't let them talk, and I couldn't stop myself from talking. Terrible. And I did not get a job. But then I got here. Yeah. So it all worked out. The end. David Foley has a question for Charles. Oh, okay. He says, uh, I have a question for the Raging Canadian. Charles, do you think that it's likely that Blizzard is working on Warcraft 4? 
Would it be smart while they're still making content for StarCraft 2, Cataclysm, Diablo 3? If they're not working on it now, do you think they'll ever work on it? Yeah, I think so. I just, I mean, they have, right now, that's public, they've got their Diablo continuing StarCraft 2 stuff, World of Warcraft, um, their next-gen MMO that's in development that probably isn't going to be even titled until 2012, based on what they were saying at BlizzCon. And then they have another uh, game listed on their jobs page that... Uh, we're not. We have no idea what that is, and they're also hiring for a for console positions for a Diablo-like game, which mm-hmm. may not necessarily be Diablo three on consoles. It could just be an action RPG on consoles that may use the Diablo name, but it sounds like it wouldn't be like content identical to Diablo three. Um, but I mean, as to whether they're abandoning like Warcraft as an RTS, no, I don't think they would abandon that. I hope not. I could I could totally see another game because I mean and you know the direction they're moving that with like hero based combat I thought was really cool I I I loved Warcraft three I thought that was great um but we wouldn't hear about it for I don't know five years probably yeah. like that's a long way off yeah. they already have so many projects going on there that that's probably not their focus right now I would assume but I mean no I didn't I don't think they would abandon it in my opinion. <laughs> Daria is one of our fem- <laughs> female listeners. She's named after a cartoon character. She lives in Tel Aviv, Israel. And uh, she says, this picture attached is of a billboard in the heart of Tel Aviv. School? <laughs> I lo- oh, I heart school. Uh, That's yeah. awesome. That's great, right? <laughs> wow. It's like this fashion, uh, I don't know, billboard. It's just like this hot girl laying on her back, and it says scoop, scoop? at the bottom, and then it says I heart <laughs> scoop at the top. And Yeah, this That's is, rad, this yeah. is the sexiest game scoop <laughs> Uh, is that our blog roll image from here on out? It should be, yeah. Is, that, the, is that photoshopped or is that no, that's, no, that's no, legit? This is, yeah, this Did you see the t-shirts that they had for, I guess it was uh, New York Comic Con, where yeah. it was the I, IGN New York? It was the IGN logo instead oh, of the yeah. heart? that's good. If someone should go up on that heart and just put up the IGN see, logo. See, those shirts are yeah, getting so. out of control because that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> I, it IGN doesn't make sense, but I think it's First pretty off, cool. First off, go to hell. That was my idea for yeah. the shirt. It's a very... No, I'm just saying there's so many shirts that say I, random symbol, New York. Yeah. Like... Well, they gave away New York Comic Con. It made sense. In the time, it made sense. Now, out of context no sense yeah no sense but it's still pretty cool yeah thank you i liked uh, it thank you dario also has a comment on a, a story that we were talking about on the last knock and boots podcast about the poor guy who got stuck deep in the friend zone after getting all sorts of compliments from his lady friend uh-huh. so she says a while ago a guy who i considered to be my best friend told me he wanted more i immediately rejected him not wanting to destroy our friendship this of course automatically makes all friendships <laughs> awkward and eventually ruins them a day later, I realized that this guy is too important to send to the friend zone like so many others. And since our friendship is ruined anyway, why not give it a try? More than two years have passed since then, and I'm thankful every day for giving that chance to a great friend who turned out to be an amazing boyfriend. Aww. So, Daria says, guys should just go for it. Agreed. There you go. It's good advice. This is Pavel, I think. <laughs> I'm an avid listener from episode 20-something. A while back, I've also converted my girlfriend into one. Now your podcast is the one thing that always gives us something to talk about and laugh together. Okay. All they have is games. <laughs> Cling to that. <laughs> now, she's turning 23 on November 22nd, which is... Next week? Soon. Wednesday? Yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah. Uh, you guys... It, I was hoping you guys could give her a little birthday shout-out. Possibly Greg screaming something incomprehensible. <laughs> I know that would mean the world to her. She is known around the interwebs as Red Panda. Ooh. Ooh. There you go. Red Panda! Red Panda! <laughs> <laughs> I love how you prepare for that one. <laughs> I, like, 
there's, there's a nice dramatic pause before that started. Where it's like, what's happening? And then there, there it goes. There it went. Oh, I hope she enjoys that birthday yeah. wish. Uh, I I don't know if you guys listen to GameCube ever, but I've been doing this 8-bit radio thing at the end of it sometimes. Uh, anyway, uh, Michael DeSanctis writes in to say, I love the IGN radio at the end of last week's episode. just does not seem right that this segment is called anything other than Bleeps and Bloops. Oh, I, do, I, like, I do like that. Maybe I'll, I'll think about changing the name of that to Bleeps and Bloops. Gregory Coleman writes in to say, I wanted to weigh in on the discussion concerning used games that took place during the Prestige Edition podcast, last week's podcast. We're talking about used games. Yeah. One listener was wondering if buying used games is as bad as pirating games. Yeah, I was was in on that. I thought it was two weeks ago because I don't think I was in last week. Well, maybe it was two weeks ago. Anyway. F and show. All right, Craig? I'm just saying. I'm just being. Gregory says. This is is what you want to leave. This is the taste (laughs) you're going to leave in their mouths. Gregory says, I was admitted to practice law in New York a few months ago. Wanted to throw in my two cents. Says, I think developers need to create an incentive to dissuade GameStop from buying used games and selling them at uh, such a high price. Maybe more store-exclusive DLC. For example, if, if you, GameStop, refuse to buy Fable 3 from customers for X number of months, we, Lionhead, will make our first DLC pack a GameStop exclusive for the same number of months. As a customer, we would still have eBay and Craigslist available to exercise our right to sell our games. As a developer, Lionhead would be able to stave off used game sales for a few more months. How does that sound? Well, it's kind of like the, what the what EA wants to try to do with that pass. You know, it's like that. Uh, you know, you have that entering yeah, the code, code the online, like, pass. Online, online pass, or whatever. Pass. It's kind of the same thing because you can still trade in that game. You just won't yeah. if you've already used that code. You know, the people who buy the used game won't get that code, but they can buy it again for ten dollars. Mm. There's the incentive to buy the used game. You know, or, or to you know to have the used game out there. They get the the ten dollars to the publisher. Yeah. We haven't heard anything more about that yeah. that program or how well it's been doing or how well it was, was received. Yeah, or what kind of yeah what kind of impact yeah. it had on yeah. sales. I don't know. Yeah. We'll look into that. Yeah, this is Danny Webster. I've been listening to the show for quite some time. I do respect your opinion, so I would like some advice. This isn't gaming related, but I hope you guys can answer yeah. it. I've been playing hockey for twelve years now. I'm going to be a junior in college, but I've grown extremely tired of playing hockey. I just feel like my time would be better used doing something that I really like. My question is, how do I break the news to my mom and my coach? The thing that makes it tricky is that my mom and dad have become separated. One of the things that makes my mom really happy is watching me play hockey. So if I were to quit, I feel like I would be letting her down. My coach, on the other hand, has one of those looks that makes you feel terrible if you do anything wrong at all. Also, how do you recommend I handle letting guys on the team know and avoiding awkwardness? What does he want to do other than play hockey? Does he want to sit on his ass and play video games? Well, he doesn't say what else yeah, he wants to do. That's the thing. It's like, you know, if he, I think hockey is, you know, it's definitely exercise. You're out there, you're staying skinny because you're playing the game. Staying skinny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I kind of wish I picked up hockey and, and stick hockey, uh, I mean, I, I, I played hockey, but I didn't, I didn't stick with it. So now, you know, obviously I don't have that much opportunity to play it anymore because I'm just not good at it. Uh, yeah. But I would say, you know, you, you might be able to drop it as a you know like full time thing, but stick with it for a part time thing because I think you might regret it later in life. Yeah, no, and also like before you come to your mom and tell tell her that you want to quit hockey, shouldn't you like have something else you like yeah. say rather than like I want to play. Yeah. Or I, I, I want to be a musician, or yeah. I want to want to you know learn how to play the trombone, or no, whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. Allowed to say he doesn't want to play hockey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, and actually, I mean, this is that's actually kind of a strange question because I actually did that exact same thing. I mean, right. I, I played hockey since I was like three years old, and that's, then and that's when your parents kicked you out and you moved to America. <laughs> <and> you, <laughs> they threw me out on the ice and were like, "You got your skates and your stick, and come well, back in ten years and yeah. you'll be a man and yeah. something like that." I don't know what happened. Um, but I mean, I had to go through the same thing where I was like in college and I was like, you know, I'm I'm not sure I want to keep. 
playing hockey and I'd been doing it like my whole life and everyone was like, oh, how's, you know, hockey going? And that was like an ongoing conversation. And I just sort of stopped playing. I mean, I didn't really have a good excuse for it, but it was just like, you know, I've got too much going on with school and and all that sort of thing. However, I would say do not give it up entirely because hockey is not an easy sport to get back into just because you're carting carting around so much equipment and like it's it's such a time investment in many cases just with with practice and and games and everything like that and it's expensive. And it's a high-impact sport so if you haven't been on the ice for a while and then someone nails you to the ice you'd probably damage yourself. Um, And I I mean if you've been playing hockey that long like I wouldn't be so quick to give it up just because you will you will miss it. Yeah. You'll definitely miss it. Any- Weigh your options. Uh, there's a documentary about Gordon Bombay, one of the best hockey players of all time. Mm, and if mm-hmm, you watch that, mm-hmm. I think it'll, it'll give you some insight. Yeah, that's highly realistic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a documentary. Yeah, no, I, I know. It's amazing. Uh, my dad, Kenny Carl, plays street hockey every Sunday morning. Mm. Is he good? Uh, yeah, I think Is so. it the, the rollerblade? Or, I guess, yeah. No, he's not on rollerblades. It just runs? Yeah, runs. Okay. The, he has all the other equipment. Yeah. yeah. What's, he, what's he ranked? Well, I played street hockey, but it was before they had, you know, we went out there with rollerblades. They do it on the tennis court. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it seems like whenever I pass by, you know, our area where they play hockey, they're on rollerblades. Hmm. We did that in, we used to do that in junior high just so we could fight the other people. Yeah. You wanted to fight somebody, you had a hockey game. (laughs) You you could fight them. Atari Mario Brothers with Mario from Donkey Kong, his brother Luigi, and lots of crazy creatures. And it's twice the fun when two play at once, because you need all the help you can get. Mario, where are you? Mario Brothers, new from Atari. This is Jordy. Says I've been listening to the podcast for a few months now. Just wanted to thank you guys for putting on a good show every week. A few questions for you. What's the deal with review embargoes on games? Totally. Are they all? <laughs> are they now? Are, are they all now up to the release date for major titles? A lot are. Yeah. It, just, it, it, it depends. Yeah, it depends. Nintendo is generally the two days before, like the Friday. If a game comes up on Sunday, it's the Friday before. Yeah. There's a big game coming out that we like. You know, we try to work with the publisher to secure an exclusive. Yeah. And you look at something like Gran Turismo Five. It's, it can't happen because online isn't going to be working until the Tuesday before the game comes out, or the Tuesday it does come out, or whatever. Yeah. So they, you know, that's why there's an embargo there because you ha- they want people to play the whole game and actually try stuff. And out. some publishers they just embargo until the day comes out because you know any any review, good or bad, might affect their stocks go you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so they just want to make sure that everyone's just you know th- you're not changing someone's opinion on like pre-ordering it or or buying it. Big games from Activision are usually yeah exactly the day of day. yeah. Although in in the case of like what it, Uncharted two like that review went up like a month before the game yeah, came out. Sony's really weird about it. Like Grand Theft Five is embargo till next week. Infamous we had a we had the review up two or three weeks before it came out. Dead Nation is already out. You could review it, but it's broken. So so it just depends. Yeah, yeah and I mean with even with MMOs like even if there is like yeah you know that's that's sort of at your discretion and there's, and there's, a, there's different <laughs> reasons why there are embargoes like for example nintendo embargoes it for the, the same day same time so that everyone's on the same page and it's like you know so that nintendo's <clears throat> not dealing with phone calls from fan sites going why did you let ign run their score before so, so we, there's no exclusive uh, reviews so they just don't want to deal with the phone calls from all the fanboys it's totally true yeah i believe it yeah i don't <laughs> uh jordy also asks how do you guys feel about the games released this year I've played a few of the recent releases, like Fallout New Vegas, Fable 3, Castlevania, Force Unleashed 2. I have yet to be amazed by anything that came out in the last while. The best game I've played all year was Mass Effect 2. 
Yeah. I look at Black Ops. I'm not excited at all. Golden Knight looks kind of fun. I'm hoping Assassin's Creed Bros Before Hose is fantastic. <laughs> it is, and that's a great name. I guess my real question is, are any of you absolutely blown away by how good any of these recent releases are? I feel like previous years have been way better, and then with all the focus on motion gaming that they're losing the aim of making awesome things and just want to make recycled motion games. Opinions, please. This has been a, a, well, a weak holiday season, yeah, I think. Agreed. Well, the, on the Nintendo side of things, that's from all the games that I've been playing, Nintendo's gotten away from motion gaming. Yeah. And like all the great games that, you know, I mean, obviously, well, uh, uh, Goldeneye has motion control, but I mean, it's not it's not because it's motion control that's fun. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns, not motion control. There's a little bit, you know, you shake the controller, but that's all it is. There's, it's not tilt or, yeah. or anything, anything like that, unnecessary waggle. So Nintendo has kind of gone away from the whole motion control, unnecessary motion control. Yeah. And the, the, the games have gotten better for that, it. That's true. Yeah. But uh, the big releases this year, they're getting scores like 8.5, 8, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're okay. I mean, the, the like, first half of this year, and this was an effect. This was yeah. an effect of. Last holiday season, when everything was terrible, everything was tanking in terms of like purchases and stuff like that. Everyone just moved their releases yeah. out to the start of this year, and the effect was the start of this year was like incredible yeah, for was, yeah. for game releases. And it's and kind of looking like the start of next year is going to be do the same thing. Yeah, right? it's the same sort of like the the first part. And I mean, there was just the Portal Two delay, so it's now coming out in in April, April instead of February. Still, yeah, but so it's still the first the first half of the year, and yeah, I mean, like Mass Effect Two was amazing. Yes, <laughs> yeah. they're starting to realize that there's life after Christmas, and I think that's cool because I remember the times at, the, at IGN where all the games were coming out just before Christmas and you had no time to enjoy any of them. Yeah. So now they're going, oh, let's just delay it until January, February, March. And it, I think it worked out really well. Uh, Bejeweled 3 is still coming out this year. <laughs> I've been is that out. really good? Um, it's, I mean, I'm under embargo, but, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. from, from what I've played, there's certainly a lot of content there. You match gems. <laughs> Not surprisingly. Will my mom like it? Probably. Okay, cool. I, they, I noticed there's a quest mode now, right? Uh, there is a quest mode, yeah. Which is interesting because Puzzle Quest is bejeweled with a quest mode. Mm-hmm. That's know. true. I don't. I don't think it's that in depth, okay. but I still have to play more of it. Yeah. What were I, gonna say? I like Assassin's Creed. If, if that, I, I you're talking play. about games that blew me away. I, and it, I wasn't expecting <laughs> Assassin's Creed to jive with me like it has. You know what I mean? Like I think uh, jive. What, sorry, jive. Jive. I said jive. I mean jive though. Isn't that right? No, 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 no. I believe it's pronounced hebe. 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 Hebe with me as it did. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I like two a lot, but I platinumed it, and so then I was like, I'm done with it, and kind of forgot about it. You know what I mean? And plus, it was I had to fight Damon about uh, it versus Uncharted Two, so it got in my head a little bit that I didn't like it as much as I did. So then when I turned this one on, I was really I, I, I just remember remember your comment being, "All I do when I get in a fight <coughs> is just run away. <laughs> I just run off into uh, out of the city, out in the countryside, and then when the alert is gone, I go back." Yeah, that was for a certain part. I think I don't think that was the entire game. I haven't done that. I have not done that yet in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. There, I stand my ground. Like any people. stealth game, though, once you get out of the range of any sort of alertness, you know, it, you it seemed be- like you had to worry more about the uh, uh, what do they call it notoriety meter or mm-hmm. notorious meter or whatever. It seemed like that was more of a concern, too, than it is here. Is, is Brotherhood more of a stealth game than 2 was? No, it's more it's okay. more of 2. If you like 2, it's 2, you know what okay. I mean? Like, but they it's a you know, a giant story, there's a lot more to do and buy and be a part of and earn money with and die all this stuff. So yeah, I, mean, I, I wasn't that excited about that game, but now hearing people talk about it, I'm, I'm I want to play it. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't also, even touched multiplayer yet. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, in terms of like recent releases, though, like I thought Fallout New Vegas was amazing. Yeah. Like I, I love that game. You played it on PC, though. I did. And I just, I, I watched Christine play it on 360, and I was just kind of disgusted by how buggy it was. <laughs> I, I really want, the, I want, I want them, I want to play that game, but I want them to patch it. You know. Like, I think, I think it has been patched uh, on uh, a few times. On I, I'm not sure about 360. I know the PC There's version one has incoming, received right? a number of patches, but. Yeah, I mean, I saw it running on 360, and it looked kind of framey, and yeah. the load times were ridiculous. Yes. And, yeah. 
that kind of thing. Also, StarCraft Two is awesome. <laughs> yes, it is. Still, still playing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Luke Kingsbury has a favorite ask, and he spells favor with a U. Oh, Canadian. These are those. <laughs> these are those Kingsbury rules we hear about so much. He says, "Can Greg do the want to play Smash Brothers?" Shout out for my ringtone. All right. Uh, what? Uh, what's his name? Luke Kingsbury. Yeah. Hey, Luke Kingsbury! You want to play Smash Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be an awesome ringtone. <laughs> John Holdren says, "Yo, dude." Nice, Silver Surfer. Uh, I have a question for you. How do game reviewers get an exclusive review? Do you just get picked out of a hat, or do you know someone that is promoting it? I've always wondered this. You ask. Yeah. yeah, we asked the, the – so PR people rip. We've got the games. muscle because we're IGN. So, I mean, like, yeah. if, if we say we we want to we push this game because we like it a lot, we want to get the, the, the exclusive review, they can look at that and decide whether or not we get it or someone else gets it. Yeah, so sorry to call people out. But just as an example, like if we want to do a review for a big game, you know, we won't, we'll, sit, we'll tell them we want to do a video review for this. IGN gets more video views every month than yeah. GameSpot and game trailers combined. Yeah. So we, we throw out – True fact. Like yeah. True fact. Yeah. We throw out stats like that to, uh, to, you know, remind everybody how big and awesome IGN is. I usually say I'm funny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Gimme, gimme, gimme. And spell funny wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Two two use. Ignacio, or we'll just call him Iggy. A few months ago. I had a rabbit named Iggy. On an earlier podcast. Recently? No. Back in the day. I named him after Iggy Wiggum in The Simpsons. (laughs) Chief Wiggum's dad, of course. A few months ago, you read a piece of listener mail which focused a bit on the confusion of review, sc- review scores on the site from US, UK, and Australian reviews that go up. Damon made an offhand comment in the discussion that ensued that it would no longer be an issue, but didn't go further in clarifying. I thought it was a weird comment, but I didn't think much of it. Today, I find the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood review. It's written by Cam Shea. I'm an American who's currently working in New Zealand, so I'm being redirected to the Australian site. But I always took comfort in the fact that I could still read reviews from my favorite editors and a scoop crew and others I've come to trust in. Is there no way to be able to still read the U.S. reviews on the site? They're so, still there. Yeah, they're still yeah. there. But like this, that is, we're going to a one-review system. We are doing away with U.K., Australia, and U.S. reviews for games. So we've done it for just a couple of big games this fall. We did Bloodstone, and we also did Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. So there is only one IGN review of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and it was reviewed by Cam Shea. GT5, same thing. Yeah, GT5. is what we're, Martin Robinson in the U.K. side is reviewing GT5 for IGN. That's the way it's going to work. It's going to be yeah. a, a much better system. Yeah, I yeah think. that seems like More it'll time. be a lot yeah. less confusing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Kenneth Botley. Nice name. Do you think someone that hasn't played Mass Effect 1 will get an equivalent experience with Mass Effect 2 on PS3? Yes. I didn't play Mass Effect 1. I didn't 1. play 1 at all. Yeah. I, played a, I played a few hours of 1 a couple times. <laughs> and then uh, I watched Mass Effect in 10 minutes. and I was, Or 5 minutes. <laughs> Mass Effect in 5 minutes here on IGN. And I was all set. Uh, he, he asks, what do you think about having to grind for trophies or, or achievements? For example, get X number of kills with Y in Uncharted. Oh, the, he's talking about the weapon. Like, you like you know, use the grenade launcher to get five kills or whatever. Hmm. Uh, those kinds I don't mind. If they're, like, the Uncharted ones were all reasonable. They were like, you know, get 25 kills, 75 kills. And it also changes the way you play, right? I, yeah. In, before trophies, I would run around just doing, I find a pistol or a loadout I like or whatever and just use that. You know what I mean? I really appreciate when games track your progress. Yeah. yeah. To the but that. I saw one, like, a dumb one would be, like, in Assassin's Creed where you throw money on the ground, like, a hundred times. It's that dumb. Was, That's yeah, really dumb, annoying, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then again, you don't have to get them. True, that's true. They're right. optional. <clears throat> uh, a couple more questions from Kenneth. Will 2011 be the definitive year of the PS3 and markets rise to supremacy of the consoles? It'll be a good year. It's going to yeah. be a really, really good year. You figure Killzone, uh, Infamous. There's a... Sorry. 
yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I, no. I, 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 I pocketed the, some of the noisemakers, and gotcha. they're, they're gotcha. accidentally going off in my pocket. All right. Well, yeah. now we have to report you to Payer before you leave the building. That's fine. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll be a really good year. It'll be interesting to see how big Connect plays into it, right? If Connect taps a casual market, that's going to be uh, pretty huge. What are the big games PS3 has next year? Killzone uh, 3. In- I keep tripping over that. Yeah. Infamous. There'll be Resistance as well. I think, did they put it? If, if the Resistance is coming, it's coming in the second half of next year. Yeah. Uh, DC Universe Online. Mass Effect 2. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, it remains to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. It's not 2011. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, before we bounce out of here, I've got a code for Knights in the Nightmare on PSP. This is a, sort of a hardcore turn-based strategy game. It was previously released on yeah. the Nintendo DS, uh, but now it's on PSP. Ryan Clements is in the process of reviewing it now, and I think he likes it. It's, it's, a, it's a good game. Anyway, PSP game. Listeners, if you have a PSP, listen up right now. This is Knights in the Nightmare, 9-T-D-L-F-B-N-R-B-F-G-3. Man, I love reading those short PSN know, codes. Right? Yeah. So, that's very refreshing. Why do they give away so many games with like, short codes? That's so weird. You would, well, they would run out. you would think they would run out. They deactivate after a while. Oh, do they? Sneaky Jordy Harrison snuck in, snuck in a second letter here. We, talked to, we heard from a Jordy earlier, right? Yeah. But I didn't know how he snuck it in. That's what I mean. Yeah, I, I just wasn't paying attention. Okay. But anyway, we're going to end on a very, ni- a very nice, very nice uh, email here from Jordy Harrison. He says, "This is not a question, but a thank you letter. It comes from the heart. Creepy, I know, but it's true." It says, "My name is Jordy Harrison. I'm 18. I live in British Columbia, Canada." Do you know him, Charles? Uh, yeah, I think we've probably emailed once or twice. Did you ride the same moose to work? <laughs> There's only one moose, Craig. <laughs> I am a somewhat long-time listener. Uh, I probably listened to my first IGN podcast when I was 14-ish. I'm writing this to voice my sincere appreciation to you all involved in the IGN podcast and thus my life. I grew up in a small hillbilly logging town of about 5,000 people, so it was difficult to find like-minded people my age that shared my nerdy interests. That was until I started listening to your podcast. Don't get me wrong, I had friends. I am fluent in hillbilly. My dad's a logging truck driver, for fuck's sake. As all high schoolers, I went through some rough patches, and it seemed like the world was against me. Not you guys. You are one of the unmoving pillars in my life that I brace myself with when shit starts hitting the fan. You may have doubt about that, but I am being completely sincere. I graduated from my high school of about 240 kids in June, and since then have moved to a nearby city. Many of my friends moved to different areas. Some went to Alberta for work, and I have little faith that I will see many of them anytime soon. But there is a substantial group group of my friends that follow me around wherever I may be through the power of the interwebs. It's you guys. I find it sort of ridiculous to be writing a letter to a group of people I have never met, probably never will. But it is also weird to send in Charles Onyet fan art of him on his spider couch. <laughs> is that Jordy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But that was an experience that was very positive as you guys praised it on the air in a couple podcasts. I can only hope you guys read this. This letter is a long time coming, and I don't think you guys realize how big of an impact you have on other people's lives. So with that, I would like to wrap it up and say thank you all. You have no doubt raised my quality of life and have made me into a better person. I will find, it, I will find out a way to pay you guys back for everything you have inadvertently done for me. Maybe when I become a world-class rally car driver, <laughs> I will have the money to do just that. Huh? Keep up the amazing work. Sincerely, Jordy Harrison. You don't know us anything, Jordy. Listening and uh, being a fan is enough. We love you, and that goes for everybody else who listens. When he yeah. becomes a rally car driver, you should sponsor him and put like the Game Scoop logo on. Yeah, the that's car. true. We'll totally sponsor. Yeah, whatever. Me and Damon have been talking about three years now about trying to buy a movie theater ad <laughs> in Montana. We can't get our act together. Yeah, we want, you know the ads they show on the screen before. Yeah, yeah. We want to buy one in like some really tiny theater in the Midwest somewhere. Us cheersing our coffee cup. Game Scoop every Friday on IGN.com. <laughs> yeah, we got we got to talk to you. 
marketing. Have you settled on Montana? Is that I, I just like the most desolate place you could think of. I don't know. It's, it's North Dakota sounds even more desolate. Uh, Craig, we're gonna miss you. Right here. Oh, I want to miss you guys yeah. so much. You have no idea. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have another donut now. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna. That's it. We, we are, we Thank will... you, Mama Miller, for the uh, for the donuts. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And tonight will be a fun night. We'll be at 21st minute. Yes. We'll be getting panda. Thank you, listeners. Yeah. That's all the scoops we have for this week. Uh, I, I, although we're saying goodbye to Craig Harris, I doubt this will be the last GameScape podcast he's ever on. I'm sure you'll be on a, another podcast sometime. After 21st Amendment tonight, I'm putting it <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're going to start interviewing me please come, and, come, after come, every beer? You're going to come, be like, come behind 21st Amendment. <laughs> Charles, get the gun. <laughs> Doesn't sound like an interview. <laughs> So, Craig, don't be a stranger. I won't. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Greg. Thank you very much, Craig Harris. Thank you. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. Oh, and sorry, we'll, uh, next week is a holiday. There will be no uh, Gamescoop next week. We'll be eating turkey. But Greg is having a meet and greet. I'm having a meet and greet in Portillo's in Glendale Heights, Illinois, uh, the corner of Bloomingdale Road and North Avenue, 1130 on the 27th. That's Saturday after sure. Thanksgiving. And I'm going to be in L.A. for Thanksgiving, so if any listeners want to give a, a beer in L.A., let me know. There's a there's a Portillo's in Buena Park. You can find Damon there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe I'll have L.A. <laughs> Portillo's in That'd be cool. All right. This is IGN GameScoop. We love you all very, very much, and we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.